0: Or Whatever Movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris. And I'm here with my older brother.
1: Wesley of Star Command.
0: (laughs) Wesley to Star Command. Mission log. (laughs) As you might suspect from our witty banter, today we're discussing a movie. A prequel? An origin story?
1: I don't know, man. We'll talk about whether or not it works as such.
0: From 2022... Lightyear.
1: Disney Pixar's Lightyear.
0: Available in theaters. I hear it's getting kind of crushed in the theaters like Dinosaurs Rule Over Space.
1: Yeah, it didn't do great. I mean, it's not a ultimate failure at $58 million for an opening weekend. I guess technically still in COVID, but compared to Jurassic World Dominion and Top Gun numbers, it's not stacking up so far.
0: I wonder if it's because the under-12 vaccine has only just been approved and hasn't rolled out yet. Mm -hmm. Like, are kids just not going to the theaters?
1: There was a screaming kid in Dominion, so... And there were lots of kids in my screening of Lightyear.
0: (laughs) So Lightyear was Aurelia's first theatrical movie-going experience. Man,
1: captivated, I'm sure.
0: After the cold open, or whatever you call that first scene, she was like, That was fun!
1: (laughs) At top volume.
0: Yes, exactly, and then continued to give her commentary throughout the movie.
1: I can see her neck muscles standing out, mouth all the way out (laughs) open.
0: Full volume, all enunciating. She's the best. It was pretty darn cute, but I'm not sure how the uh, couple sitting in front of us felt about it.
1: I bet Tom Cruise loved it, that opening scene, the test pilot scene.
0: Oh, (laughs) I was thinking that Tom Cruise probably liked a lot about Lightyear. Yeah? There were all kinds of comparisons, like Mach 10 slash hyperspeed.
1: Yep. Not the box office returns, though.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's just an adult theatrical environment right now.
1: Uh, Yeah, but wasn't Lightyear kind of an adult theatrical environment?
0: A lot of talking in Lightyear.
1: And a lot of space stuff. How unwieldy was the time dilation concept? Was Aurelia like, it's like Christopher
0: Nolan! (laughs) I was wondering about that, and I did ask... Specifically, like point blank about who Emperor Zerg was, although he hasn't, he's not Emperor yet, right? No,
1: but look, this is the movie for which Andy came to love Buzz Lightyear. This is the movie from 1995, even though this movie never would have flown in 1995. But if this is the one, then Emperor Zerg is Emperor Zerg. This was not the movie.
0: Yeah, Emperor Zurg is the character in the original Toy Story, and he was not yet an emperor. And I asked Paloma, who is Zurg? And she said, Buzz Lightyear's dad.
1: Yeah. So... You know why? Because canonically, (laughs) Toy Story 2 established him as his dad.
0: Who? Zurg? Yeah.
1: It was an obvious Star Wars reference that I'm not sure they ever intended to have to correct or pay off.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: But I mean, hence the fact that he popped out of the thing and he's like, dad. And he's like, yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Okay, so some inconsistencies there, whether she was tracking from the original Toy story or she did not get the time travel concept. She was pretty firmly convinced that the buzz inside of the Zerg robot was Lightyear's dad.
1: It might have been easier.
0: I don't know about that. How would you explain that?
1: Can you make a Star Wars for kids? Is Star Wars kind of for kids? I don't know. But is Star Wars, I mean, if they had done a Star Wars for kids, that's a ripoff that Buzz Lightyear. It's kind of Star Wars-ish. Would that have been so terrible?
0: No, especially not for Disney.
1: Most of the tropes were there. They had the recurring gag with the tentacle trying to drag him away and the motley crew of screw ups. Like, you know, the junior crew or whatever.
0: Yeah, the junior rangers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was pretty simple on the surface, and then it got complicated with the time dilation and his sort of inner turmoil and character arc and stuff, and it was just like, when do we get to Zerg?
0: Took a long time to get to Zerg, even after Zerg was revealed.
1: But it was fun to watch.
0: He remained in shadow for like a whole other act.
1: And you had the Zerg, the unrelated to Zerg bugs, and the tentacle thing, and...
0: And the clones
1: and flying around and stuff. And the flying around stuff was cool.
0: <laughs> they did the obligatory slingshot around the orbit of a planet.
1: Yeah. And I wondered because this movie was supposed to, it was clearly established that this was a movie from give or take 1995 or early 90s when Andy received a toy based on the, his favorite movie. This is that movie, they said. And so I was like, okay, how, how 95 is it? Because we're set in the future and that helps. But the slingshot thing was definitely an Apollo 13, mid-90s kind of vibe and they used that in several space movies since but there were like 95 blocky computer screen readouts and stuff that were supposed to be evocative and and some of the themes
0: brian called out when he blew out the cartridge like all nes style
1: right exactly and so i guess they tried in a way but it was pretty thin trying i think
0: yeah, it did not have a 90s vibe, which is funny because 80s and 90s retro feel is all the all the rage.
1: Yeah, I wonder, though, if that would have paid off, because obviously this movie was being worked on at the same time as Turning Red, which definitely had a thematic vibe, a time and a place kind of thing that I'm not sure paid off. But Lightyear, I wonder if they had gone for that aesthetic. Like, no, we have to make it clearly like the 90s, and the readouts have to be the same, and it has to look kind of the same. Lightyear was gorgeous, and all the space footage was super cool and fun and sharp and everything, and it was some of Pixar's best work, visually, I guess. But I wonder if that would have paid off, if it had had a more retro look. I think they kind of were safer doing it this way, where they're like, oh, it's the 95 movie, because we're connecting it to Toy Story, but this is absolutely... Absolutely, a 2022 movie.
0: Yeah, ostensibly this was produced and released in 95 when Andy in the Toy Toy Story universe would have seen the movie. Right. But really, the narrative of Lightyear is set in the future.
1: Yes, it's got to be. Crystallic fusion, man.
0: (laughs) So it kind of has to operate on a number of different levels. And so they went with a more timeless feel, which is fine. They played on some of the Disney, the space, the 95 tropes. But overall, kind of an original story. This idea of space travel and the space-time continuum. Buzz didn't seem to think much of all the time passing. He did not hesitate ever to get back into the aircraft.
1: No, talk about a loner, right? He was like, had no (laughs) connections, and Alicia was his only special friend or whatever.
0: Yeah. Everyone
1: else, he's like, see ya. Right. It was all about affecting the success of the mission. It's all that mattered.
0: He didn't contemplate that Hawthorne might not be there when he got back, but she was his only family. And I guess that was important for the storytellers to establish, for the filmmakers to establish, because when he finds a family in the Junior Ranger Misfits, he's unwilling to give them up. Now he knows what it's like to belong.
1: Yeah, and th- that, of course, was his arc. Because yeah. he was sort of jerky, and the Buzz Lightyear toy is sort of boastful or he's uh, stubborn. Yeah, he's like snobbish. Mm. And like the Buzz toy, Buzz Year Light Year, <laughs> but the Buzz Light Year toy, the Buzz Light Year character, the the real one that it, the toy on which the toy was based had no patience whatsoever for rookies. I mean, we could spend an entire episode talking about oh, because that was a callback to Toy Story Two when he did mention that Zurg was his father or Emperor Zurg or whatever. And oh, remember when he said this? And there was all kinds of that stuff. Don't care. Remember, it's Buzz Lightyear. Well, this is a movie that's got to stand on its own and doesn't have to have all the callbacks because, A, it's an original story, so to speak, and then B, the character, he's a toy. He doesn't have the memory or the programming, I guess, that Buzz Lightyear, the person, had, but because he's alive, he kind of does.
0: I think that Lightyear certainly stands on its own. Is it the kind of movie that inspires fanaticism, like fanatic level fandom from a little kid?
1: Mm. Uh, Does
0: Lightyear as a standout? I'm not sure. I think Socks kind of stole the show.
1: Well, I think Lightyear the movie was a little bit like Socks because we did have those kind of obviously robotic looking cats in the 90s, like the Furby era. Where they're cat-shaped, but they're obviously (laughs) not lifelike cats. (laughs) Everything that Socks does in the trailer, I was like, that is weak sauce. And I'm sure, I'm hoping, there's going to be some real Pixar cleverness or whatever. This movie was kind of like that cat. It was polished and smart and knowledgeable and clever and all that, but also kind of plastic and kind of stiff.
0: I just realized something. Ask me what. What? That you've been masquerading as a cat lover in this family for like 45 years. Yeah. And that you're actually really a dog lover. I
1: love dogs. Cats don't love me back. I need codependency. Even socks (laughs) betrayed Lightyear. I mean, in a world where you have to choose, like, you know, give up tacos or chocolate. Sometimes the choice is easy. Sometimes it's hard. But if I had to choose moving forward, only cats or dogs, I'd go with dogs.
0: Okay. First of all, Sox betrayed evil Lightyear. Let's just set the record. Yeah, straight. but
1: who is he to make that distinction? It's about loyalty.
0: And a dog wouldn't make that distinction. A dog would just follow evil Lightyear blindly.
1: Dad showed me a thing today about the lady that had like 25 Maine Coons and, and she w- went missing. She died and she was gone for two weeks when before they discovered her and half half eaten.
0: No. I'm
1: not sure dogs would do that. Dogs will, like, lie on your tomb and mourn you for decades and end up on Facebook posts and stuff. Cats don't care.
0: I guess that just proves the thesis that cats would eat you if they could. Like, if they were just a little bit bigger, they would all eat us.
1: Yes, absolutely. Wasn't it Constantine that said cats were, like, halfway in and out of hell anyway? And so they could, like, (laughs) smell the the demons around us?
0: Uh, I'm just saying that most animals in Disney movies... Whether dogs or no, kind of all act like dogs. Like Sven in Frozen kind of acts like a dog, even though he's a reindeer. I found it refreshing that Cat was, that Cat, that Socks was a cat, even though Socks was technically a robot.
1: And not even a, 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 a lifelike robot.
0: He had some very surprising moments, namely the darts from the mouth, both surprising. <laughs> was that meant for me? Yeah. And then when he cracks the code... For the right formula. And he's like, how did you do that? And he's like, I had 62 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just see him like diligently plugging away all obedient and loyal like. Come yep. on. Have a little love for socks.
1: I got no problem with socks. But Sox also screwed up and sabotaged him because they lost the crystal and uh, Sox knew the formula and it wouldn't give it up so they could make another crystal. They had lots of supplies. They could have made another crystal.
0: They absolutely could have. And he had it in his database or whatever, but they didn't want to leave anymore. They had a life.
1: But like Cats, he was playing the long con. He was sabotaging. Or maybe he was encouraging and supporting Buzz to come into his own. And to look, because if he had had the crystal, he would have just been like, I'm Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, and he would have got stuff done and never would have learned a very valuable lesson.
0: Which is what, Wes?
1: Which is Ohana means family. And family means (laughs) nobody gets left behind except your alter ego multiverse of madness self.
0: Wow. Is that a weird Lilo and Stitch?
1: Also Disney. (laughs) Disney likes dogs. All dogs go to heaven. You know who likes cats? DreamWorks. How to Train Your Dragon, that's all cat-based.
0: Night Fury is a cat? Yep, and I'm going to go
1: even farther, because everyone was like, Toy Story 3 was amazing. I thought they were going to get burned in the thing. Spoiler. And I was like, they weren't going to get burned in the thing. It wasn't emotional, and How to Train Your Dragon was twice the movie that Toy Story 1 was. But I digress. I love you, Disney. Please sponsor us. But it's not (laughs) what we're talking about here. But I was never... I mean, Toy Story wasn't really my thing. I was much more a Bug's Life. In Finding Nemo and The Incredibles and stuff. Toy Story was the first and the best, I guess, or whatever, and it was fun, and I've seen all the Toy Stories, but I didn't care about Buzz Lightyear, and thus I didn't care about Lightyear, and I was like, okay, give me some cool stuff, and it was like,
0: Phew, Phew.
1: and I was like, yeah. That's
0: all you care about. And you I like space
1: movies, and I like time dilation movies, aka time travel movies. I like all that stuff.
0: So you liked Lightyear?
1: Yeah, Lightyear is a good movie for sure. It's definitely an all-right movie. I know we're not quite there yet, but I got no problem with Lightyear. I mean, it is an original movie, of course. And I got it. Socks did not feel like an original character at all. Like it's like, of course, he has a little robot cat. It just makes sense. But uh, I, I also felt that Lightyear was a little bit up. Didn't you see all the similarities in Up? The the protagonist has his partner and then his partner dies and he still has to achieve the mission so he goes sets out on his own with a younger version with the child that he never had or whatever and goes off to search the unknown to complete the mission and then he encounters his alter ego who he perceives as a hero but who turns out to be twisted by loneliness or driven by fanatical need to achieve the mission or whatever and then that one ends up dying, and there's lots of these drones which end up were the dogs, and they all only say zerg, but they communicate and they understand each other like the dogs with the voice collars and stuff. And Taika Ytt was the Doug dog character, except he was just like a hapless, goofy buddy, like the comic relief. The Taika Ytt <laughs> shtick is getting a little bit old for me.
0: How so, White Waititi making appearances along with Peter Sun in both Up, and Lightyear. Yeah. White Waititi played who in Lightyear? The
1: Mo, the dude, the, the, the guy with the pen. The pen. Yeah. And it was fine. It just it was there was a lot of elements of Up, and uh, I mean you know not across the board, but I guess an original story and all kinds of representation and good for you. And I didn't know or care that. Darby the convict like run it's the cops I had no idea that character was female until looking it up on IMDB. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah exactly uh, in the movie there was a hint of a ponytail near the end and I was like whoa, that was a woman, a very little woman I guess and then voiced by a lady presumably
0: yeah I think that there was so, there was some ambiguity there. I thought all along that the Darby character was indeed female. Then I thought there was a reference to being male. So I was a little confused about that, but all good. But speaking of the controversy, it's possible that the Hawthorne same-sex marriage controversy could be hurting box office. I'm, I'm not making any commentary on whether or not it's appropriate. I, I mean, I was fine with, obviously fine with that. It, they didn't belabor it. They didn't make a big deal out of it. There was, it was very subtle. It was very delivered as if it were an, a non-issue. But I could see that, Maybe the core and target theater goers for Lightyear might be like, mm, we're gonna pass on this one just for.
1: It's a possibility, <laughs> but there were definitely some reasons. box office avenues closed because they refused to cut or alter any of the content, and so like it's like Malaysia, we're not gonna do that, and they're like, okay, screw you, man, we're not gonna change it. So good for you, best of luck, Lightyear.
0: Sixteen it, countries, I think it was banned. It, in.
1: That that's a lot. But I, did, I don't know. I went into that year. Uh, I I'd heard about the controversy just before because that's all ever and anybody ever wants to talk about. But it the only way that it's going to not be a thing is if you don't make it a thing. And like they said, it was a big part of Hawthorne's story or whatever, but it wasn't like made into an issue. I don't know how it affected box office. That, that kind of sucks. But uh, this is the content and whatever. People have to deal with it, which I also like. You know, you
0: like that Disney took a stance of you're going to have to deal with it?
1: I like that Disney made a, de- a decided choice. It, I, I would guess that it would draw more controversy if they were like, well, we tried to do a thing, but it's hurting our box office. So we're totally changing it for the Malaysia release.
0: Brian turned to me afterward and said, was there a kiss? Because he was the one that told me about the controversy. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you didn't see it in the montage? He's like, nope. I think he was wrestling with a three-year-old who would not stop eating popcorn.
1: And I had the same thing. It wasn't, you know, your kids or my kids or whatever, but they were definitely kids who would run around the theater. Did you stay all the way for all the end credit scenes? There were three of them.
0: No, we only caught the first one with Commander Burnside.
1: Yep. The robot was giving directions and he was like, okay, and this and this and I got it. And he like finally figured out the directions and turned around and everyone was gone and i was like i don't get it and kelly's like you don't remember the robot trying to give them directions and screwing it up and i was like no oh
0: right yeah yeah he was yeah, yeah he was he kept a, he was like no no i'll start over and right. then he like turned around and they were gone
1: for some reason that moment completely passed me by i have i was like who's that robot <laughs> what's he giving directions to and everyone is gone. And then after that, there's a few more credits and there's a third, I mean, like the very last thing before the house lights come up. We Tell see Tell me it
0: wasn't the pen gag.
1: No. We see not Emperor Zerg floating through space after his Zorg Zergmobile was blown up. And can you guess what happens?
0: Um he would vow to get Lightyear? No.
1: His little lights, his eyes can turn back on.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean because uh-huh. Zerg is just Darth Vader.
0: pretty much hence the hence the (laughs)
1: toy story 2 i am your father kind of thing
0: yeah but zerg is really james brolin yep relation to josh brolin yeah
1: his dad which means that buzz lightyear aka captain america defeated both brolins
0: (laughs) because chris evans fought josh brolin in which marvel movie
1: in the avengers infinity war and endgame Chris Evans has been dealing with his own controversy. Tell me. Because Patricia Heaton, who was Tim Allen's wife on Home Improvement, said that they neutered and destroyed the Buzz Lightyear character by recasting the voice. So do you think that it holds enough water that Buzz Lightyear is not the toy, but is rather the real, quote, you can't see my air quotes, person upon which Buzz is based? The toy?
0: You know, I worked at a toy company for a long time. The voice actors that bring characters to life do not necessarily voice the recordings within toys.
1: Yeah. Ironically, Woody from Toy Story is not voiced by Tom Hanks uh, when the toys come out.
0: But it sounds a lot like the Woody character, I imagine. Because
1: it's Tom Hanks' brother. All the Tom Hanks voiceovers are done by Tom Hanks' brother when it comes to toys and merchandising.
0: No way. Yep.
1: Sounds just like him.
0: Do you think that he would voice Woody in the Woody origin story? Because
1: no, I mean, Wally was kind of a post-apocalyptic. Eve was like a quick draw gunslinger type.
0: I think that's a stretch. I think Pixar is overdue to do a western. And if you're gonna do a western, it might might as well be a Woody origin story, right? Is
1: it? I mean, I guess that would be the only one. But Woody doesn't even carry a gun. Do you put a gun in in Woody's hand?
0: I mean, what are you gonna put there? A banana? Uh, maybe. He has holsters.
1: Yeah. Empty ones.
0: Well, I mean, because the, the accessory pieces get lost over time. And
1: his, so his uh, his sidekick would be a rootin' tootin' snake, right?
0: In, a, in his boot? Yep. Yeah, and you got Bullseye and you got Jane? Jesse Jesse. Bullseye. Okay, so Chris Evans, you know, a no slouch. I thought he did a great job. It doesn't have to be Tim Allen. We're not disgracing the character.
1: But I I wonder if that also could be hurting things. I mean, everyone loves Captain America, but if Tim Allen was the voice of Buzz Lightyear, and he was very toy based, he's like Buzz Lightyear Star Command, he's like, and he was all dramatic and stuff. But he right. could have toned it down and been kind of more normal. Exactly. I mean, did we need Chris Evans? For his, you know, Captain america and keeping him in the Disney fold? I don't know. They could have done Tim Allen and it might have been simpler. I don't know. I don't think it would have affected the draw.
0: I think he could have helped. Chris Evans seems kind of buried in it. He doesn't seem like, it's not like a Chris Evans movie. No, and they didn't um,
1: put his name over Buzz Lightyear either.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But I was also thinking, okay, fine, like Pixar wants to kind of start it over again. But they didn't get, I'm sure they didn't get Chris Evans for cheap.
1: Yeah, probably not. And he didn't sound unlike like I wasn't like that's a weird voice coming out of Buzz Lightyear's mouth. It was fine, but uh Yeah. It seems like Lightyear is kind of a step behind in all respects having to defend itself for various reasons because I wasn't really emotionally moved by the mm, story,
0: not even when he walks into her vacant office.
1: Not really. It was kind of, uh, it was a little bit cold and sterile and the space was cool, but I think the emotionality of the Incredibles and in the family dynamic was better and more compelling for this sort of not family centered. I mean, talk about The Bachelor. Buzz Lightyear was like the least attached dude we've ever seen. He was, Buzz was more mm. of a loner than the good dinosaur. <laughs> But it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't a bad movie at all. I just don't, I didn't really feel it, and then I kind of warmed up later as he got more involved with the granddaughter and his motley crew of screw-ups and stuff, and he ultimately came around because he was so focused on the mission, and obsession, and his personal self-worth was all tied up in completing and achieving the mission, when that kind of wasn't necessary at all. He never ultimately Mm. got back so that Hawthorne could realize her dream of being a space ranger again through time travel or whatever. And that was okay mm. because Buzz became a different person and beca- became the person that he was was never ordinarily going to be. And it's fine because in Disney and Marvel movies there are multiverses and there's good Buzzes and bad Buzzes and that was a bad Buzz who was killed by the good Buzz but maybe not. And if they screwed it up in this movie they'll change it with a different Buzz from a different timeline in Lightyear 2.
0: <laughs> okay, so you weren't moved. You didn't find the callbacks particularly clever. I just wasn't fun. tracking
1: them. Like, I'll wager you didn't watch a single Toy Story in preparation for Lightyear.
0: Uh, au contraire. <laughs> really? My brother. Those things are on rotation. I think we watched three of them in Yosemite.
1: Wow, three Toy Stories?
0: Yeah, the girls were obsessed. So Paloma was convinced that three was her favorite, and then she watched four. And she was like, that's my favorite. And then she watched one and said, that's my favorite. And then one kind of stuck. We watched one like two or three more times.
1: At Paloma's age, is she like, wow, the the animation is progressing?
0: (laughs) No, I don't think she she doesn't make conscious note of it at least and by the way I'm not watching these movies I'm hearing them on in the background right. and she's laughing and talking to me about them and asking me questions she didn't seem to pick up on many of the callbacks like I laughed out loud when he does karate toward the cat <laughs> because <laughs> somehow that was Buzz Lightyear's shtick that when he got attacked he was <laughs> the action
1: figure comes with a karate chop <laughs>
0: Ah, I thought that was clever, and it was fun, and they took a little while to get to Zerg, but there was a lot of fun, cool space travel thing. There's even, like, a heart-stopping, free space fall, fly.
1: Do you know what Pixar's official reason for why Andy didn't have a socks doll? (laughs)
0: No, they made a statement about they yep. got ahead of something?
1: Because in the mid-90s, the socks, the virtual petter or our electronic petter, whatever, was all the rage. And his mom couldn't get a hold of one because she couldn't afford it.
0: Wow. There's like a socioeconomic commentary on the socks stall.
1: Yep. Everything is deeper than it needed to be for light year. And look, I had fun. It was good. It was just a little bit stiff. All right and you know as an adult or whatever i think it was just a little bit too middle of the road it was a little bit too unlike toy story not quite original enough to warrant like a full did lightyear need to be made no i don't think so i think we would have been fine furthering the adventures of buzz lightyear on you know straight to video fair or whatever but i got to see the cool stuff and i like the time dilation stuff and I cared, you know, in so much as it was, but it was kind of a kid's movie. And maybe the kids were like, this time stuff is confusing. I want to see Zerg or whatever. And Zerg was less than cute and Lightyear was less than cute. And Zerg was actually kind of scary, but not because he was Buzz Lightyear the whole time. And he would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those darn kids.
0: My Pixar radar reading scale is like broken or something. Because I seem to like the flops, and I really enjoyed Lightyear. As you well know, Ratatouille, which was panned for its cerebrality. Again, (laughs) made-up word. Uh, My favorite, right? Did not. I didn't get up. Sorry. Incredibles? Nope.
1: Yeah, well, Toy Story was the biggest of all, and that wasn't necessarily my jam. But what I think was it meant to be clever and funny, and the callbacks and the recurring gag of the tentacle and all that stuff just kind of got old. A little bit. And again, it was fun. I liked Lightyear. It was a, it was an all right movie. But was it a totally? I don't think so. I had fun watching Lightyear. And when it shows up on Disney Plus, I will watch the cool parts.
0: <laughs> I will watch it again. I think that the first mission where he has to Apollo 13 it on his own and like get back into the slowdown rings you know, he's all doing math on the windshield and stuff, yeah. and then he gets back into the room. That was a pretty cool part, and I love socks. I liked Lightyear, and I give it a good, and that's our discussion on Lightyear from 2022, available in theaters and eventually on Disney+. Plus. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. Even if you didn't enjoy Lightyear quite so much, Eight one eight eight three five zero four seven three 473 is our hotline. Get in touch, or whatever, movies at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this discussion, please Rate our podcast five stars and follow us on social media at or whatever movies. Anything else, Wes?
1: To infinity and beyond. <laughs> I could have been Buzz. No. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one on one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews.
0: Electric Ass. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, I got this chair. No, my dad.
1: My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels
0: again.